0: The list of things I want to teach you is endless, so let's get to it. My name is Sylvia Smart, and welcome to The Empowerment Project. Hello, listeners. Thank you for listening and for being such a significant part of the Empowerment Podcast by Naga. As a reminder, I am now my own editor, so bear with me while I figure all of this out. And as you may or may not know, all my costs come out of my own pocket. There are links in the podcast description if you want to and can support this project. And another really easy way you can make a huge difference is to take two minutes to review this podcast. Your review and the more listeners who interact with this podcast, the more credibility it has with Google. Yeah, with the algorithms thing and This helps new listeners find the Empowerment Podcast by Naga, and so I just want to say, please do that. It would be amazing, and thank you so much. The entire field of empowerment self-defense is undervalued across the board. The work we do not only disrupts the cycle of violence, but it upends the patriarchy and the male-dominated power paradigm that we live in, period. Imagine if every person who was marginalized and vulnerable stood up to every single dismissal, aggression, injustice, and violence. Imagine that. Better yet, what if all of us stood up together? Every single time. Imagine that world. Those of us who do this work That is what we are imagining. That is what we are putting our faith and our hope in. That the work that we do makes a difference in the way that our world works. This is the work of Empowerment Self-Defense. And this podcast is a little piece of the puzzle. It's also a labor of love. Donate if you can. Take two minutes and post a review. Thank you. Share this podcast. That also makes a huge difference. Share it with your friends, your family, your coworkers, your neighbors, um, on your social media. Uh, But share it. That is super helpful. It's word of mouth. It's how it works. Take an empowerment self-defense class and speak up today. Hold someone accountable. All of these things make a difference. You make a difference. Thank you for listening, and thanks for being part of this community. I'm going to share a success story with you. I heard it over 30 years ago, and I've looked high and low to see who I can attribute it to, but so far that is eluding me. I share this story often when I'm teaching, not always, but often. It's a sexual assault survival story of a person who was trapped and cornered but figured out a way to get to safety and to get help. By turning their fear into lying, into complying and playing along, they were able to stop a rape. This is a story of courage and self-possession in the face of a potentially brutal and violent attack. It's amazing, and I can't wait to tell you. But first, a little bit about sharing our stories, because sharing our stories is really important when we share what's happened to us it can be healing enlightening connective empowering and a lot more it can be so many things carrying our stories alone in isolation can feel like such a burden it weighs so heavy Sometimes we carry our stories in silence, and we don't even realize what an impact it's having on our mental, physical, and emotional health. It can be a huge relief to share. It lifts the burden. When the person we share with says, that must have been really hard, or even that happened to me too, it can change everything. Shame and blame are often integral parts of the violence that we survive. In fact, we often feel like our stories of rape and assault and incest and aggression are personal failures. This is by design, people. This keeps us from speaking up, from speaking out, and from holding the perpetrators accountable we blame ourselves because it happened to us in the first place. We blame ourselves for having been so, quote, dumb or, quote, naive. We think we should have fought harder or sooner or better. We look at ourselves and our stories if we look at them at all, if we haven't pushed them under the carpet of denial and forgetting because they're so painful. We look at them and We can only see what we didn't do, what we should have done, what someone else might have done better. And then we find ourselves lacking or inadequate or unworthy. We wonder if maybe we deserved it or if in some way we asked for it. I say bullshit to all of that. There is no victim blaming here, people. The only person who is responsible for acts of aggression violence, and anything on the continuum of assault that we deal with is a perpetrator, period. So tell your stories. Share them. A quick word of advice, though. Pick folks to tell who are safe, kind, empathetic, and won't be judgy. Someone who can sit with you and be present without feeling like they have to fix anything about what happened to you or about you or about anything else for that matter. They can just be with you and listen. Sometimes we push our stories down and forget them. And that can be a really important coping mechanism. Sometimes what happened to us, it's just too much to remember. And listening to other people's stories of assault and violence can bring our own memories to the surface. So please proceed with great care and lots of breathing. In fact, let's stop and take a deep breath right now. Breathe in and breathe out. Excellent. When we do remember our stories, telling what happened to us can be empowering. Breaking the silence by sharing can be healing. It helps shatter that hold that shame and pain have on us. And another thing early in my work as an empowerment self-defense teacher. I saw that telling stories was a way to connect with students through the process of teaching and learning. Each story that I shared and each story that the students shared provided a different kind of a lesson or an example of a different tool that we all have in our self-defense toolkit. When we shift the paradigm, when we tell our stories as examples of how we survived, how we persisted, how we endured, showed resilience and courage in the face of fear and horror, We are empowered, and as we share, we create a space where others can begin to make this shift in their own life, too, with their own memories and stories, away from kind of feeling that shame and that victimhood and into, like, wow. I feel so much better. I feel pretty empowered. In fact, at the end of my classes, I sometimes hear students saying, I had no idea I was such a badass. And people are like high-fiving one another, like, oh my gosh, you did it. That was so great. These stories are subversive, period. When it feels safe to remember and safe to share, we take our power back. If that doesn't upend history and change the power dynamics in our culture and the world, I don't know what does. So remember when you're ready, share when you feel grounded and centered, find your safe people, take an empowerment self defense class, and share, share, share. And I ask you respectfully, open heartedly, and gently to consider sharing your story here with me, with my listeners, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We all have something to learn from you. We all have something to gain by hearing how you survived. If it helps, if it feels safer, I can change your name and your voice or one or the other. There's a link to connect with me in the episode description, or you can email me. Sylvia at nagacommunity.com. I spell my name with an I. So it's Sylvia, S-I-L-V-I-A at nagacommunity.com. And that's naga n a g a community.com That means dragon in Indonesian. I'm ready to hear from you. And I know my listeners will embrace your courage and be supportive too. So think about it, but don't think too long. Let me know if you're, if you're willing. We want to hear. Okay, here's the story that I promised to share. So picture Alaska in the brutal winter in a small remote cabin. Our survivor was alone because their spouse was gone. Their spouse was away for work. And so they'd been alone for a few days. It was very... Very snowy, very icy, right, dark, and the spouse's best friend shows up to check to make sure that everything was okay. At least that's what they said. So, of course, because this is a known person, this is the spouse's best friend, our survivor lets this person inside, because why not? It's the spouse's best friend. And for goodness sake, they've come to make sure everything's okay. This makes total sense. And please remember that most assaults are not like those that you see on TV and in the movies. Stranger danger is a myth. It's perpetrated for all sorts of reasons. But the reality is that most assaults are committed by someone we know and have some sort of a relationship with. Someone we've seen before in some sort of a context and may likely see again. Okay. So in this case, the boyfriend's best friend comes in and then lunges, grabs, and starts kissing the survivor. This is the beginning of an attempted rape. I'm going to stop right here for just a second because I want to drop back and talk about complying, playing along. Playing along and complying are tools you already have in your toolkit. I'm telling you the story to show you what I mean. The idea is that you lie and you play act and you manipulate, you distract, or whatever you need to do to go along with whatever your attacker is proposing. And the entire time that you're playing along, that you're complying, you're looking for any possible opportunity to get away, or to get in a couple of good surprise strikes and then get away, or to buy yourself some time till you can come up with another plan or get some help or figure out some other way to get away. It's all about getting away and how we do that can be incredibly creative. There are lots of different ways to do this and it's always going to depend on the circumstances and the people involved. Tread lightly here as we go along. You might start to remember something similar that happened to you, or you might start to uncover some memories or start to see something that happened to you from a new perspective, like, oh my gosh, that happened to me too. Oh my gosh, I am a survivor. So keep breathing. Stop listening if you need to. Come back later when you're with a friend or you feel more ready. It's okay. You taking care of you is the most important thing. Okay. Here's the end to this story. The rape is underway. Our survivor is being forcibly held and kissed and touched and assaulted and thinks fast. Here's what they do. They say, hey, what makes you think we have to do this like this? You know, I don't know if you know this, but I really like you. I'm kind of into this. In fact, I'm really glad it's finally happening. I'm really happy. But you know what? Let's not do it like this. So how would it be if I go put something on, I think you're going to like even more. If I take a minute to kind of get myself ready for you, would you like that? Okay, do you see what's happening here? They are playing along. They're complying. They're buying some time. And in this case, when the perpetrator agrees that, oh, this is an awesome turn of events, even better than I thought, our survivor gets up, goes to the bedroom, locks the door, and uses the phone to call for help. Incredible take a deep breath. Good. Take another one. Because folks, this is survival. Throughout history, there are hundreds of thousands of stories just like this one. Each one is different, of course, and unique, but equally crafty and brilliant and empowering and worth learning from. There's one thing I want to reiterate here. When we are talking about complying and playing along, there's an important caveat. If someone is trying to put you into a vehicle, stop it right there. Stand your ground. If you're going to fight, now is the time. Now's the time to give it absolutely everything you've got. Once we get into a car, our options start getting very limited, and it happens fast. It doesn't mean you can't survive. It just means it's going to be harder. It means there are fewer and fewer tools that we can use in our toolkit, and the perpetrator starts to have more and more control. So that said, if you haven't fought yet when they try to put you into a car, fight now. Don't get into the vehicle. Give it 110% and let loose the wild animal inside you. This is your primitive, fierce protector. I want to talk more about that wild animal that lives inside each one of us, and I'll do it in a future episode. It's a huge part of our toolkit, and we all have one, and it is powerful. Let me say that again. It is powerful, in fact, what a lot of us teachers often say is the techniques that you use are less important than that you give it 110 percent and fight like a wild animal that is important so stay tuned i'm going to talk about this more later so in the meantime, we've talked about remembering and sharing our stories with people who are safe. We talked about complying, I gave you a story. We talked about how that works, playing along so that we can buy some time and get to safety. And this story was a wonderful example of playing along in the, in the face of a very violent assault and a very kind of solo, isolated instance. So take a deep breath. You did it. You stayed with it. You listened. Hopefully, you learned something that you already knew or recognized a tool that you already have. And, you know, I just want to say what we talk about here is not always easy, but it's important. And I really appreciate you hanging in there here with me. So I'm sending you love and a huge hug. Thank you for listening, for your trust in me, and for your courage. It's affirmation time. This is how I end every self-defense class. It's kind of cheesy, but it's very cool, and this is how it works. We're going to do like a little call and response. If you can say this out loud, if you can repeat after me, do it, because it's important, I think, for you to hear your own voice. But if you can't, like if you're on a crowded subway or someplace where it's embarrassing. Don't worry. You can also just say it inside your head. Okay, so I'm going to say something and you're going to repeat it after me. I'm going to give you space to do that. And at the end, we're going to say yes. Here we go. Repeat after me. I am worth protecting. I love myself. I belong. I deserve to take up space on planet Earth. I am a strong and powerful person. Yes! Woohoo! And hey, as a wrap up, will you do me a favor? Will you? Do all the things that you do when there's a podcast. Like, will you tell your friends? Will you subscribe? Will you come back each week? Communicate with me. Review this podcast. Like, all those things to help get more bandwidth, help more people find out about it. That would be super awesome. Take a deep breath. You are amazing. Thank you for being with me. See you next time.